0: And welcome to the Midlife Manifesto podcast. I'm Leslie Ellis, and this is the show where, through the stories of my wonderful friends, we celebrate and commiserate. We share the ups and the downs, and the challenges and opportunities that midlife brings. Now, this is my very first episode, and to help me talk about what this episode is going to be about, I have with me my beautiful friend and cheerleader, (laughs) (laughs) Rachel Mayer. Rachel, hello. Hi, Leslie. I'm so Happy that you agreed to come on this first podcast. It's a little bit nerve-wracking, the first yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, let's talk about uh, us. Yes. So we met only about two and a half years ago. Now, do you remember? Is Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be, won't it? Yeah. From uh, our son's school, it is. Yeah, That's so where the paths first crossed, won't it? It is, and uh, I have a funny story about that. You know? Oh my god. <laughs> I've never told you this before. Oh my God! Go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rachel. For those have never met Rachel, she is the loveliest person on the planet, oh, and God. she she came she came to um, us uh, to pick her to drop Harvey off, wasn't it? And yeah. after you had gone, I said yeah. to Caitlin, "Oh my goodness, what a lovely, lovely person she is." And Caitlin said, "I don't think I like her." <laughs> i said what i said she seems lovely she went yeah mum but nobody's that nice (laughs) she's she's since revised her opinion
1: that is so funny you have not told me that before that is hilarious um so can you tell us what the midlife
0: manifesto podcast is all about The idea for the podcast came about because um, I feel like, as middle aged women, we are the biggest demographic in the UK. So there's more women between, well, say 50 and 54 than there are any other demographic. Yet we're really unrepresented in the media, I Mm -hmm. feel. And um, I thought it's time that I do my little bit to change that also it's important that we share stories because we all live in our little isolated bubbles mm-hmm. we're looking at social media and we're seeing people show reels and not their real struggles mm-hmm. um in the media a lot of the middle-aged women we see look like 20 year olds mm-hmm. and it's hard when you're growing older it isn't to... real life is it when you see those pictures it's not it's mm. not, I agree, and I just felt that let's talk about real stories, yeah, absolutely. real women, let's get it out there, yeah, absolutely. I think it's good to talk about the best bits and the worst bits as well, because there's so much going on mm. in in our lives in midlife mm. it's it's sort of a unique position, so we've got uh we might have be dealing with teenagers, yeah, absolutely. Which we are, aren't we? We have many conversations <laughs> yeah, we do loads. Uh, we might be caring for elderly parents. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're going through hormonal changes. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's a really big deal at the moment. Yeah. And And um, you know, it's quite a unique position to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: I think that a lot of a lot of it, you you change your perception of life
0: mm. mid
1: forties, don't you? Mid life. Don't have to be forties. Your yeah. thought process might change somewhat.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mm. People reflect back on the lives they, do. they look at where they've been. Yeah, don't they, they do. Mm. Absolutely. So, who do you think, Leslie, these podcasts will attract? Well, I'm hoping um, that it will be women like us, mm-hmm. normal women doing normal things yeah. who are just looking a for entertainment, yeah, and b to learn about other people's lives and, and not feel alone. I guess if they're listening to somebody else's
1: life, that they could relate to and think ah yeah, yeah I get that
0: yeah I I'm think not on my own that's <laughs> right I think I think understanding your own problems through other people's stories yeah absolutely Leslie what inspired you to come up with the idea of the podcast okay well initially I um was in a tv program a bbc tv program called back in time for tea I do know because I watched it and I was in Are it you a were little in bit it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the queen's coronation you were oh how good it. was that it was such a <laughs> that good <was> day. Fabulous. <laughs> absolutely
0: fabulous <laughs> so yeah and, and I'm in a quite a unique position where I've actually I've lived as a middle-aged woman from 1918 through to 2020 yeah effectively and I've seen the change that that middle-aged women have gone through it's like a metamorphosis and I think now life is very different for middle-aged women Mm -hmm. than it was 100 years ago than it was 30 years ago yeah those social constraints are no longer there also as part of Back in Time for Tea we did a lot of promo stuff when it first came out and so we did live TV, we were, We went on This Morning, uh, we went on BBC Breakfast, and we also did quite a lot of radio work on Radio Leeds. And um, I found that I, I actually loved the radio format mm-hmm. much more than the TV. Mm-hmm. Being on the TV was just knee-tremblingly terrifying.
1: And why did you choose a podcast as opposed to any other forms of media, Leslie?
0: i think um like like i said when we were doing back in time for tea i loved radio so mm. much i loved doing it and i've done quite a bit of radio since um there's a producer on radio Leeds who was a big fan of the program so she tracked me down and invited me onto the show oh wow and i've been on a few times since and i absolutely love it right so and what were your topics what were you talking about well initially it was back in time for tea. Right. Uh then the next time I went on it was about making my own cleaning products. Right? Uh and then a fabulous at <laughs> you use I my cleaning ex- products. I do. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Uh, and then the, th- the I've been on quite a lot talking about cycling actually. Right. Um quite a lot because I um yeah, I think they found out that I was in the Queensbury Queens of the Mountain cycling club and they asked me all sorts. So whenever it's the Tardy Yorkshire, they roll me out, you know, mm. <laughs> things so like that. So you feel most
1: comfortable, don't you, in this environment with your microphone and
0: in a I setting? Do. So a yeah. podcast is naturally it the is. right step to go, isn't it, as well? Absolutely. And I think I used to be a singer in a band when I was in my early 20s. So I spent so much time in a studio that it just feels like, Home. Yeah, which is great. Mm. What kind of things are you going to be covering in this podcast? Well, we're covering quite a lot in this podcast, so um, <laughs> we're going to be talking to a friend of mine who fosters children with life-limiting conditions. Gosh, that must be hard. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to her about it. She's an amazing person. Yeah, she must um, be. She, she really is. Yeah. She, she's lovely and she's funny and she, she's brilliant yeah sounds like I have another friend who I used to work with who's going to talk to us about what it was like coming out to a parents in middle age Gosh. so that's really interesting and very topical mm. with the um Philip Schofield thing oh, of course going on at the moment Yeah,
1: absolutely um
0: also I want to talk about what it's going to what it's like in middle age embracing that newfound freedom because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have spent years bringing up children you know we might not have before children we might not have been financially free enough to Uh enjoy freedom and adventure and I think it's a new it's like a new beginning almost Mm. and I want to explore that you know I have a lot of friends who have quite adventurous spirits and go off and do ridiculous things which is amazing that they do that Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the moment we're into open water swimming and at, some friends of mine were swimming in two degrees water what? last week. My friend and I were walking around the
1: reservoir with the dogs and we saw this thing bobbing up and down in the water in the reservoir and I said to Jules, I said, what the heck is that? And it was a woman who had just gone in <laughs> and she was there in this freeze and it was a snowy day and I'm like, is she dead? Is she is she moving? But yeah, she came out and I think she follows, follows us on Instagram.
0: She yeah. was probably one of my friends. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I did think that was bizarre. But it's supposed to be quite good for the body, isn't it? I was watching... Um, there's this programme on Netflix with Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh-huh. And it, she, I think she's done six episodes and they cover a different sort of alternative treatment type thing and one of them is they go off doing swimming in the arctic circle Gosh. or something in the water wow. no wetsuits i think you'd have to be 100 percent
1: fit to do it so I don't anybody so. go off and dump <laughs>
0: jump into a bucket of ice in a bath <laughs> they do say you can start off gradually though you could start off just having a cold shower so right. you can maybe have tw-
1: chris evans tw- does that every does morning
0: he? yes he does there you go yeah. you see and look at chris evans he's, I doing, all right he's himself. doing all right he's doing
1: all right right, isn't all right but there was um on the radio station in the morning he was talking about how beneficial a, a cold shower is as opposed to a lukewarm or warm right so yeah. there you go yeah
0: there you go so you start off with a cold shower yeah and then you graduate to Jumping into Arctic. Oh Circle. my god! <laughs> Rather than me. <laughs> so swiftly moving on from yeah. cold water. Yeah. Uh, probably just as painful. We've got people talking about coping with teenagers. Yeah. And actually, I've, I've put a lot of thought into what this episode is going to look like, and I'm terrified. But I have actually invited my daughter Caitlin to come on oh, and brilliant. talk to me about. Teenagers,
1: Yeah, brilliant.
0: Because it's alright us women talking about what it's like to bring up teenagers, but Caitlin's fresh from mm. the, you know, the war, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you like. And she, I thought she might have some really interesting insights. Yeah. I think because when we were teenagers, is it different today than when we were
1: teenagers? Because I were a stroppy, horrible teenager. I
0: oh, well, clearly not then. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not changed. I think what has changed is their experience. Probably our parents' experience of us being stroppy teenagers is probably similar to our experience mm-hmm. of having stroppy teenagers. I think for them, their experience is very, very different. Yeah, I agree. I think when we when we got home, we were outside on yeah, the bikes. Yeah, we were not on our phones or That's right. social media. Yeah, we we didn't have that. Yeah. But I think also we were we were protected. Uh-huh. Once we walked through our door and closed our door, that was it. The outside world could not get in. Get in? No, it couldn't. And now they're connected twenty four yeah, hours yeah. a day. Mm. It scares me. That does. Mm, and and the the outside world can get in, and the mm-hmm. outside world can be harmful. And it does get
1: in. Mm. That's where your bullying comes from, isn't it? A lot yeah. of the time as well. Yeah. Where they, so put, it, they might put a post on, uh, you know, your son or daughter's instagram picture Mm. and it hurts them doesn't it it gets right through so it's damaging it gives bullies a lot of power and i think it does
0: make life harder for them now Mm. i
1: really do i think there's positive sides to it as well but certainly there is absolutely negatives as well
0: Mm. so that's that's another thing we're talking about good with Frey. is she looking forward to that at caitlin freya definitely would not look forward to that conversation (laughs) i'm actually really nervous about that one because it could descend into just mother and daughter (laughs) chaos Uh -uh. it might need some serious editing Um, i can't wait to listen to that one (laughs) i hope you're up to it alex (laughs) alex is our producer and he's he's busy away that he's waving now (laughs) so what else have we got Ooh. Emptiness
1: um, syndrome, is that
0: that's one that's
1: of them? That's one of them, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And the reason I wanted to talk about that is because I am in the midst of the pain of emptiness mm. syndrome. I remember when you came around to our house and we sat in the garden
1: and we had a conversation and I couldn't fully get it. And I'm saying, let her go. It's the best experience going to university. And you're going, Rachel, I'm happy for my daughter. It's me. And, and I was it- like, do I get this do I not and then I sat and thought about it and I thought I do get it because Mm. you've had Freya and Caitlin from a baby looked after them all the way through the lives up until this point where they're going to be independent and out the home Mm. so how do you I mean I know it's going to be an episode but initially
0: how did you feel um Well, the funny thing is, when Caitlin left to go to university, I didn't really experience that. And it's not because I don't love Caitlin as much. I absolutely adore her. Is it
1: because a university was closer
0: to home? I think there's several factors. I think she went to university straight off the back of Back in Time for Tea. So we'd been um, cocooned in this very, very intimate environment Mm -hmm. where we couldn't get away from each other for almost nine weeks. So when we weren't filming in the house, so when we were filming an episode, in between episodes, we lived in a caravan So not only were we on top of each other in the episode and and we didn't have much autonomy, we, (laughs) in the days that we had off, we were in a caravan. Mm. So we were still on top of each other. And the kids were sick to death of us by the end of the summer holidays. And she was glad to get away. And we would just... It, everything was up in the air i mean we literally wrapped on the saturday night we wrapped filming saturday night mm-hmm. sunday morning we filled the car and we drove down to lincoln uni mm-hmm. and dropped her off so we had no kind of time to prepare yeah. she left the house as it was in 1999 yeah. <laughs> you know she came back at christmas and it was back to how it had been before yeah. oh, it was a really weird thing you yeah, were busy though weren't you we were, were really busy. really really busy We were you really had to have busy. the house transformed back to what it was
1: before we did Mm. so the time you probably didn't have the time to digest as you have
0: with freighter it is that so I think that's a lot of it and I think secondly Caitlin she did come home a lot and she for Mm. that first year she was a little bit homesick she did come home a lot we went down there a few times and I saw I seem to see quite a bit of her Mm -hmm. in the following summer she got a job at our local Tesco so she stayed at home all summer but Not long after she went to university, she met James, a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and he lives in Hertfordshire. And their relationship, as it's got more and more serious, Caitlin's stopped coming up on the train to Yorkshire. She started going down on the train to Hertfordshire to to see James. yeah. Yeah, and so we saw less and less of her. And then last summer, she got a job at Stansted Airport, so she didn't come home. Right. So then Freya went in September and I think I were grieving the loss of both of them mm-hmm. at the same time. I didn't feel like I'd lost Caitlin when she first mm. went to uni. Whereas I felt, I felt it this year, last year. Mm. So and it, it coincided with Freya going to yeah. uni, and Freya's gone to London. Mm. So she's miles away mm. in a big city. I
1: did notice when you came round, you were emotional about it.
0: Oh, I, well, I could still cry about yeah. it now, Rachel. Mm. It's it is a it is a real it's a big thing. thing, isn't it? Mm.
1: But again, that will be a great podcast because so many people go through that experience. But who talks about it? You're the first person that I have spoken about it really yeah absolutely and i know when oliver you know if that's the path he decides to take i know i'll be coming to
0: you and me <laughs> oh, <Leslie. laughs> Been there, <laughs> done that one, the t shirt,
1: Rachel. What's mattered? He's no. fine, do it for him. I'm like, but it's me, Leslie. <laughs> I
0: know, I feel sure that you'll feel the same. Yeah, I will. I, I mentioned it to a friend of mine who was actually coming on the podcast, Karen. And um I said, Oh, we're gonna be talking about all sorts of emptiness. She went, emptiness syndrome. I didn't have that. I just couldn't <laughs> wait to see back of him. <laughs> oh, everybody's different. I, I know, everybody's I know. different. I love Karen, she makes me laugh so much. <laughs>
1: Leslie going back to the podcast then are you open to ideas from the listeners and what is your tool to getting this feedback
0: I am absolutely open to getting feedback and questions I mean if people have got questions they want to they want me to ask Mm. guests just send them in. So I have recently opened a Facebook page and the Facebook page is called Leslie and Friends Midlife Manifesto. So if you search, it's an open public page. Mm -hmm. You can search on there. You can message me privately. There's a tab on there where you can email me. Um, So please get in touch and give me some feedback. You know, what do you think of the show? What do you think worked well? Give the guests some love. I think that'd be brilliant because actually coming on a podcast and some of my friends are going to be sharing some really intimate mm-hmm. things and i just want you know show them some love because this is not easy mm. and they're doing it because um they want to help and support me yeah and they also want to share the story and help others mm-hmm. do you um, have an email
1: address as well as i Facebook? do
0: my email address is mail at leslie-ellis.com i'll put all this information in the show notes so you'll be able yeah. to scroll down and click on the links um, i'm also on insta and it's leslie ellis 32 <laughs> and obviously i'm not 32 i made <laughs> it a long time ago 32 is it your house number <laughs> is it your age <laughs> <laughs> it's me wishful thinking <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm also on twitter at um at lel bell bakes that's le bakes
1: and is it all all this social media, is it relating to this podcast? Do you put anything else out there or is it going to be all podcast related?
0: No, my Twitter, there's all sorts of things on there. I mean, to, to be fair, I don't go on Twitter that often. Mm. I'm going to have to up my game, I think. I avoid Twitter quite often just because I feel it is a little bit depressing. Mm. <laughs> At least my Twitter feed is. Yeah. It's always people being mean to others yeah. or complaining or I, I much prefer Facebook because I've curated my Facebook feed and it's just full of nice people yeah. and friends it's and it's more fairly... positive platform
1: really isn't it?
0: it for me it is yeah,
1: yeah I find it is because you can pick and choose on Twitter who you follow but if you follow I don't know some negative people Um, yeah
0: i don't know why but i followed donald trump i think i just did it to annoy myself Yeah, i
1: follow donald trump (laughs) and there's um there's a few that i follow and i think why am i following it why why (laughs) but i quite like it for the news you know i find it quite interesting bbc news and sky news so as opposed to getting the papers i do look at it for that reason
0: i think a lot of people do that Mm. I think I sort of avoid the news as well. Yeah. And that I read... can very depressing. It can... That is predominantly depressing, isn't it, the news? It is. It only yeah. makes the news if it's negative. Exactly. And exactly. I think if you want to live a happy, positive life, yeah. immersing yourself in negative news is not the way forward. And this
1: podcast is going to be the opposite of that because it's going to be real-life people telling their real-life stories that you can relate to. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a, a brilliant, positive podcast this is me too yeah absolutely <laughs> let's hope
0: so let so
1: so with regarding to your guests on the podcast you've talked about the topics um of the podcast who are the people that you you're getting in for them how do you know them or is it a big spectrum of oh, people or
0: yeah um I've got old school friends coming on I've got old work colleagues coming on I've got um a few from my cycling club I've got my friend Jane Grey who I met, the. you met her the same day I did, did I? Yeah, you know when we went to... Was oh, it your house? No. No, school? No, you know when we went to that um, Lindsay, Lindsay's workshop over in Oldham, over Oldham Way. What did we do? With that? I had to go on that many
1: workshops like Which which workshop was this? I've probably been on about. <laughs> we hundreds. did
0: essential oils, and we talked. We did a bit of meditating. Yes. And she lived in that true. beautiful yes, barn yes, conversion. Yes, yes. Well, Jane, I met Jane that day. Right. Jane came in the car. Yes. With of us. course she did. She was a coach. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I love Jane, and I yeah. met Jane there. Uh-huh. And we've stayed friends, and we right. meet up every so often. Oh, lovely. And um, she's just so. Do you know she's so calming yeah. and lovely to be around, and so wise. She's just brilliant, and mm. I love Jane. So Jane's going to come on and talk to us, and I think that's going to be brilliant for everybody because we all need a bit of. We all need a bit of Jane. I've got Tina coming in, and she is talking about fostering children with life-limiting um, that's conditions. That's going to be interesting. Mm. You've got to have so much patience, haven't you? No. And
1: gosh, that would be really hard but you've got, and a strong woman at the same time.
0: You've got, amazing, amazing. She is, she's everything. You know, I said to her, I went, do you know what? The world needs more Yeah, they do. I haven't even met her
1: or listened to the podcast and I know that already. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It really does. (laughs) Leslie, the final question that I have for you, um, just so that we can understand, what are your dreams? What's your ultimate ambition in life? Where do you want to be and what do you want to do? and why oh, big a drum big roll, question
0: uh, oh well do, do you know i think what i'd really like and what i hope this podcast might help is to raise my profile a little bit in like the public speaking area so since back in time for tea I've been invited along. I was initially invited along to talk at the Brighouse Literature Festival and he said to me, I said, I've never done a talk before. I don't know what to do. He went, oh, you'll be fine. There'll only be about 12, 13 people there. You've got this little room in Brighouse Library. It'll be fine. I and rocks, how many were there? A rocks up on the day. <laughs> With... 50 odd people. Oh my God. He said, we kept selling out tickets and then having to release some more. So and when I say selling, they were free. <laughs> I'm picking myself up here. They oh, no, were actually dear. free. So I'm in this big room and um, I did this talk and he's going, Can you talk for an hour? I'm thinking, I'll never be able to talk for an hour. But an hour did. and a half later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. And I really did. And um, he messaged me and he said, Can you please can you come and talk next year? Please can you you know, That's every brilliant. year can you come and talk? Because you've got that
1: confidence, haven't you, as well? I don't know. Have oh, i Oh you have, because there's not many people that could stand up in front of twelve, never mind fifty. Is there any area of the public speaking is there a topic that you want to home in on or
0: um well the usually from that from that gig that i did i've it's just rolled and rolled and rolled and i tend to do a lot of talks to the blue rings brigade so it's a lot of old ladies at at the derby and joan club and this that you know that kind of event and um i absolutely love doing it and it's usually about back in time for tea and Mm -hmm. what people are interested in is Not the show itself, but what it's really like, the nitty-gritty, the Mm -hmm. the behind-the-scenes, how it felt, the problems that we face, the best bits, you know, the hard bits, how we relate it back to our ancestors, our great-grandma and grandmas and, and parents. And what comes out of these talks generally is what it's like to be a woman through that era and how the role of women has changed and i think it's important dialogue because i don't think we realize how lucky we are right now there are still issues and it's not gone far enough being a woman as there's still that patriarchy there Mm -hmm. but if you can see how far you've come then it gives you the impotence to mm. see how much further you can go and I think it's an empowerment isn't it, it totally is and it's it's empowering to see you know not just our age group because we now have opportunities that we never had before but everybody teenagers my girls if they'd have been born 50 years ago they would not have had the choices mm-hmm. the opportunities and the freedom to do the things that they're able to do now mm-hmm. there are no limits absolutely thanks so much for coming in and helping me today thank you Rachel. for asking I was absolutely blown away when you went
1: oh can you can you come and help me with this first one I'm like yes yes I'll do it absolutely who else would
0: I have asked For you? my favourite cheerleader absolutely my only cheerleader yes. to be fair <laughs> I need pom pom things don't I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I want to finish this podcast with a fact of the day So I've been doing a bit of research, (laughs) and did you know that in times gone by there used to be three different names for a woman, depending on a time of life? No I didn't Leslie. tell me more. Well if you are a, a young woman and you're not married, you would be referred to as a maiden. Wow. Yeah, quite nice. If you're in your childbearing years, whether you're a mother or not, you would be called mother. Right. And if you are menopausal or onwards... You're a bitch! (laughs) Yes! That's probably more of an accurate description. But actually, it's crone. Oh my gosh! (laughs) So, from one old crone to another... Thank you so much for being here today. Absolute pleasure, Leslie. (laughs) Thank you.